0: Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of Catapulting Commissions. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Look, every week, I say my guest is an amazing guest. And every week I truly believe that today isn't going to be any different. So if you had to look back at how you started your sales career, I don't think any one of my guests at this point started selling speedos, except for today, (laughs) my guest started selling speedos. Now he's selling seven figure contracts. He's on a mission to help 1 million B2B salespeople sell and earn 50 to 100% more in 2021 and beyond. Marcus has been featured in MarketWatch, Forbes, Yahoo Finance, Yahoo News. He is also one of the top recognized sales voices for LinkedIn, which in the world of influence and in the world of sales, I mean, that's one of like the key prizes. So Marcus Chan has joined us today. Total, total stud. And here's the truth, Catapulting Commission's family. I've been a fan of Marcus since we've launched the brand. So he was somebody who was on my vision board that when I I felt the audience had grown, I was going to reach out to him. So today we have Marcus Chan on the Catapulting Commission podcast. Marcus,
1: welcome to the show. Hey, Anthony, my man. It's my absolute pleasure. You're giving me a huge head. I'm just a regular dude out here of average, actually sub-average height who's balding, but I'm pumped to be here. Hopefully, we'll learn some things and teach some things to your audience here to go out there and crush it and really help them catapult their commissions today.
0: Man, I love it. I love it. I love it, buddy. So let's let's not take anything away. Before we jump into all the goods, man, I got to be honest with you. I've never had anybody on the show that started selling Speedos. So, like, <laughs> I mean, did
1: you really sell Speedos? Oh, I did. Now, uh, well, well, before I tell you how I started selling Speedos, I was competitive swimmer growing up for life, right? So okay. I grew up swimming competitively. It was kind of normal. Just We just wore Speedos. So what we did. Now, the thing was, is I got this job when I was uh, 17. And the reason I got this job selling Speedos, it was because I was kind of forced into it. My parents had a restaurant growing up. We were very poor. We all worked in the restaurant. My plan was go to school and work at the restaurant to make money to pay for school. That was my goal. Well, in 2002, my parents said, hey, Marcus, we've sold the restaurant. You need to go get a different job now. <laughs> oh, boy. And, uh, and at the time, you know, you, I mean, I don't think Google's even around at that point. People had like classified ads, et cetera. But I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I went to my network and I found out one of the swim coaches was opening a swimsuit store selling so it Speedo, it's accessories. I'm like, that's great. I should apply. I applied. I got the job. It was really cool. It was, a, it was a good retail store. But on weekends, what I would do is I would wake up at 3.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I would go and drive to the store, load a pickup truck full of swim gear, Speedos gear. I would drive two hours away to a local uh, swim meet, set up stands, and I would sling Speedos for 12 to 14 hours. And then, boom, get done, drive two hours home, and we're just compete. And that was a ton of fun and I didn't know at the time, but I actually was pretty good at selling Speedos cause I would double their sales every weekend when I went to these meets. But that was my first jump into selling and selling Speedos specifically.
0: Man, the the hustle you have there, you know, I, I, I have to say this, that hustle you had as a kid, it, it, I get so excited when I get young kids that reach out to me through social media, or I connect that have that hustle. Because more often than not, I find people don't have that hustle heart of like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drive two hours and sell speedos. Why? Because that's what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm making see? money. There's no complaining. Love it. Tell tell us a little bit about your sales background before I start picking your brain. So you've 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 built a consulting business. You've been incredibly successful. I think it's a little under twenty years. I I'm not really good at
1: math, bad part. But I see a long track record of success. Tell us your story. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the thing was, I never wanted to be in sales, okay? I wasn't a board salesperson. That wasn't really something I, th- I thought I, I would do really as the full-time career. The truth is this. I went to college. I thought I was going to be an architect. I did not become an architect. I did not know I was going to be, I, went, I became undeclared. And when I graduated, I had a few different job offers on the table, working in banks, whatever. The sales job I took was the lowest paying job possible, 29500 base salary. And that's the job I took. Now, I got into it specifically because I saw the opportunity where I could build something from scratch. It was a startup division of a major company. I'm like, this is a great opportunity. I can go in there. I can learn how to build a business, maybe get promoted, do some pretty cool things. Now, when I first started in sales, I was the worst because I I was so used to people coming in, right? I was used to set up a Speedo stand. People would come to me. That's easy. That's easy when people are coming to you. Now, no one had. There's no brand recognition. We had to go out and hunt, and it was in the last recession as well. So this is 2007. So I'm like, oh man. So for the first two months, I struggled, man. I was the worst trip. I made the most calls. I meant I sent the most emails. I outworked everybody because I could hustle. I'm like, I'm gonna hustle, hustle everybody, hustle, hustle, hustle. Did it. I was the worst. Okay. <laughs> I, I I didn't think I would make it in sales. Now eventually, I figured it out. By month three, I became number one. And then I eventually, you know, started kept stayed number one, got promoted a bunch of times, got promoted multiple times, ended up building multiple seven figure teams from there. Um, and I was at that company for about another four years total in that specific, you know, uh, division. And then from there, I thought to myself, hey, I'm running these multi million dollar teams. I'm having pretty good success. Um, can I repeat this somewhere else? Totally different industry. And I, I had some self doubt that like, maybe yeah. I got lucky, maybe it was whatever, right? So, I made that jump to a whole new company. It was a very strategic move, but I made that jump. Took two steps backwards, okay? Back into an individual contributor role. Jumped into that role, started having some really good success. Within nine months, uh, this is also another Fortune 500 company. It made me the sales manager. Uh, I didn't realize at the time though, when I joined, I was on the worst team in the region, in the worst region of the company. So it was the worst team in the whole company, which is pretty cool. Took over the worst team in the company. That was pretty cool. Turned that team around. Uh, we started winning awards. I ran. I ran that role for another four years. So I was uh, in, at that point with the company four and a half years. Became one of the youngest directors in the company at four and a, in four and a half years. In uh, took over a middle middle market, average market. You know, we had like 80 reps, grew to 110, took it to number one. And we started winning awards every single year. Boom, 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 boom. A lot of fun. And I did that for another four more years. And at that point is why I decided. You know what? It's time for me to make that move to start my own business, which I had been building on a side for a few years before that. Then I made that move. And then uh, I went and started my own business about two years ago, uh, 18 months ago. And we've been off the run, it's been an absolute blast. I mean, obviously there's ups, there's downs, there's challenges, but it's amazing because now I get to serve B2B sales professionals at a higher level and deeper to help them become the best version of themselves.
0: Dude, I love it. Your energy is contagious, one. Two, hearing the story, right? You go B2B background, you started small. I like how you said you took a step back, right? So I'm assuming you took a financial step back to be an individual contributor for a possibly a bigger opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so you move forward, you built to climb the ranks and you go out on your own. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's nerve wracking for anyone. I mean, I, I speak to sales entrepreneurs all the time. And the question I love to ask is, what was that moment you said, OK, I'm going to switch and I'm going to make this my company where I'm not going to work for this company. I've gained what I wanted from here, but I'm going to
1: go and make that transition. What was that moment for you? Yeah. So it took a while to get there, first off, um, because it wasn't like, all right, I'm having fun. It's awesome. Right. Um, you know, you, you get to the point, especially if, like for yourself, you've been, you're, you're having success in your career, you're rocking and roll. You don't really want to rock the boat. OK, <laughs> like you're like. I got a good life, great income, great impact, great everything. You're like, I wanna rock the boat. Um, and I'll say the story really starts at about 2015. And it was really at that point, I didn't realize at that point, really what I have achieved. Cause you know, you, you show up every day, you buckle down, you get results, you get from things are just happening. Life's really, really good. And at that point, I remember people started reaching out to me and say, Hey Marcus, listen, how did you how did you get promoted 10 times in 10 years? worked for two major big companies. How did you do that? I'm like, oh, this is what I did. They're like, you should write a book. You know, I am like, okay. So that's when I started learning about, you know, learning, writing eBooks, online monetization, online marketplaces, m- digital marketing. So I went and I learned how to write some eBooks and how to do that. So I started doing that, I started, started selling them. That's kind of cool. Like I woke up first, first, first launch, nothing crazy, I woke up $9, in my PayPal account. I'm like, oh, wow that's amazing <laughs> like some stranger just gave me nine dollars I, I was so confused because i was used to the direct selling model right like i, I prospect i'm in front of them we close them that's that what i'm used to so this was weird to me some stranger paid me but that was an aha but i also knew you know when you're when you're a top performer you're earning you know high multiple six figures a year you can't really leave that for nine dollars an ebook so very true I'm like, hmm, what could I do? So I started researching and studying online marketing, digital marketing, what to do. And that's when I came across online courses. Now, they're, they're the total range now, but back then they weren't as popular. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I can build an online course. But I'm like, what could I write about? What can I, I, I create? And I got a lot of questions about B2B sales and, and, and people struggle. And even though my company had great training, there were still gaps. I'm like, what if I could build a program that would fill in the gaps that, Past Marcus, I could have used when he was you know, 21. And it would fill everything in. So it took me two years to build this out. A little, because I was still traveling. You know, I was traveling. I was in a hotel room 100 nights a year, traveling mm-hmm. nonstop. I had a big team. I had 110 employees at that point. I mean, we we're doing nine figures a year in revenue. So we we're just we were crushing it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me build this out. It took me two years. I built this digital course, All right, Everything I, I would think I, I thought I needed. I did very soft one at beginning of 2019. I woke up, made... overnight. And that was a moment. Mm. It hit me. I'm like, oh, 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 wow. I could scale this. Yeah. I can scale a grand, two grand. I can't scale $9, right? You have to drive tons of traffic at that point. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I can make this happen. Now, at that point, I still was a little bit I had to plan some stuff out, right? Because, you know, you, you, you gotta time everything out. So I'm like, okay, you know what? If I was to make this move, how would that look? What would my offers need to be like? How do I need to be able to deliver it? How can I fulfill, do all these things? Okay, so I started really figuring out my strategy, but also I had to do some little bit of timing as well, because I also, you know, I knew I was gonna Hit Presence Club that year. I want my my top elite trip, in, uh, I wanted my trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. My comp plan was tied heavily to uh, receiving a lot of equity and stock, that I would receive and I knew like okay, then July, I wanted that because I earned it. <laughs> okay, yep. um, I also, and also invest too. I also knew that uh, we had our earnings call for a company in September. So to cash out, I wanna wait till then because that's a higher stock price to so get more money, right? So I wait for all those dominoes to fall. Then September 19, 2019, I turned in my two weeks and I was out and I started running my business. So that was the moment back in you know, early January 2019, I made that decision. And then that finally happened nine months after that. But it all started back in early 2015. The seed of the idea started to eventually start my own business. Dude,
0: you, you, you motivate me and inspire me. But what I love <laughs> there is you hear that you have a value, right? Somebody purchased something. And I, I know that feeling that $9. So I, and I know, because when <laughs> I first launched catapulting commissions, like on, you know, Amazon gives a little royalty number and I'm watching it grow. I'm like, holy crap, people are buying my book. And even to this day, now, now that I mean, I've sold, I've sold a good amount of books and I don't get the sticker shock, but every now and then like I, I, I picked up a client randomly just on my website, Delaware, ordered my book and workbook. And I'm like, dude, that is so humbling. Like, it's just, you know, I felt like, man, somebody wants to hear my stuff so that I know where that goes and you see how you scale it. So let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. Marcus, you have scaled your business, your brand. And honestly, you are one of the best people I've seen on LinkedIn. We've talked, I've talked with people about social media on catapulting commissions before I've never spent any time on the show where at this point, maybe 70, 80 episodes deep where I've never really spoke with somebody about using LinkedIn as a preferred method for growing your business. Can you walk us through, I mean, just give us your, I mean, you're the LinkedIn top voices. You obviously are doing something, right? Walk us through your experience. How are you using and leveraging LinkedIn to generate
1: sales for your business? Yeah, so I'm gonna gonna break this down very tactically for for everyone, right? Um, I think first off, Detach from outcome, all right? Detach from the outcomes of, of what you want with LinkedIn. That's important because sometimes people get a little caught up like, oh, you know what? Like, I want to close the time of." Yes, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the strategies I'm going to tell you today, exactly what to do, just off, because you want to have multiple sources of traffic, You don't want to just have one, but LinkedIn itself has made me multiple six figures in, in revenue just off LinkedIn by itself. It's very powerful if you do it right. If you do it right. Okay. Um, and you can apply some of these strategies to other platforms as well. The same concepts can apply as well if you do it right. And remember this uh, me being able to, it may seem like a unicorn, like, oh, cool, I, I quit my job. And something October 2019, I'm making money already off LinkedIn. No, 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 no. Remember, for four or five years, I was learning internet marketing, and testing it on the platforms. So I was able to take some of those lessons to apply to LinkedIn. So walking out of the gates, I knew exactly what to do. Okay. So, so just <laughs> Be aware of that. So I'm not a unicorn. but I'm not a genius. I've just failed on their platforms and I've taken core timeless marketing strategies and I applied to a new vehicle of LinkedIn. So now let's talk about how to actually do it. Now, let's maybe I can reframe your question. Maybe it's like, what would I do if I had to start over right now with LinkedIn? Is that a good question to start with? Dude, we'll start there. That's a great question. Awesome. Love it. All right. All right, cool. Because some people may go on LinkedIn right now like, hey, Marcus, you have a good amount of followers. This makes sense. Of course, you got this. Now, nah. when I started with LinkedIn at the time, October 2019, I had 3,000 followers. Nothing crazy. Not 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 really a little, but not really a lot either, okay? So, the first thing I did, number 1 is I optimized my profile. Okay? The beautiful part about LinkedIn is your profile is a, essentially a sales page for you. All right. So when people show up on the page, you have a couple of different goals. Number one, you want to establish credibility that you know what you're talking about, okay? You want to establish trust, and you want to be able to know and like you as well and know that you can help them. And obviously, if you can convert that into a elite, even better, but that's not really as important as the other thing I just mentioned because social media is a long game, okay? So here's why it's, it's getting really tactical now. So number one, um, I changed my headshot. My headshot is one that I know my target market wants to see. Now I'm wearing a black V-neck right here. That's my daily go-to. So this is what I rock and rock and do. But most people want to see me wear some, maybe some, a little bit nicer. So I'm just wearing a nice suit, no tie. Cause I don't be too too, you know, too stuck up if you will, right? It's just, that's the image they want to see. It's no problem. Right image, boom, change it in Canva, make it pop, add, add, add a blue ring, make it yellow, boom. Now I stand out, very important. And you'll find out why in a second. So number two, I change my background, the banner the banner is a clear uh, it's, it's, it's a platform to really showcase what you're all about on there i literally i, I literally put on there like how i can help somebody <laughs> so it's right It literally is i help b2b sales professionals sell and earn more if you're not a b2b sales professional you don't really care that's okay but now my audience knows what i'm all about then there's a, there's a very easy call to action send me dm if you want to know more that's it I add some credibility pieces because I've been fortunate be in some magazines. Boom, I put them on there. You don't have to do that, but that's nice. But immediately, within three seconds, they know what I'm all about. Okay, then my tagline. So this is all what's called above the fold. The tagline is important. They, they know what I do, but also it stands out a little bit. So you know, I put in there like you know, I, you know, I help you know B2B sales pros you know earn more, or whatever, right? Um, but in there, I put from selling speedos to seven-figure contracts. People don't forget that. It's called pattern interrupt boom they see it they stop like what's this guy all about this is weird exactly and it worked I got your attention <laughs> okay so now you want to keep reading okay so now let's just say for example um, the rest of the page now it's now it's filled with from the about section to whatever it's a story about me my background what I'm all about people love stories how who I can help who I can serve there's links in there to you know free resources proof that I can help them credibility etc the about section are things that I know they want to know about so really Think about this. everything below the tagline are things that you know your target market will find of value. So for example, I know my target market. Sometimes there's a little, you know, an asterisk next to sales traders and coaches, oh, do they even do the job? Oh, let me just show you, okay? So yeah. I show proof, boom, 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 clear proof. I carried the bag, I did the job, and taught others to do it as well. That's a very powerful way to gain credibility, okay? And then uh, the last piece on the, on, the uh, on that page as well is my recommendations. I make sure I have good recommendations on there. So recommendations are like reviews for you or your business. So this way, if someone's thinking about, hey, you know what, do I want to work with Anthony? Oh, cool, that's a cool Canva picture. That's cool, maybe he made everything else simple. Oh, wow, he's got a lot of recommendations. Hmm, that's pretty hard to fake. Hmm. Now I, I know like and trust this person and know they can help me. So the page by itself is very powerful. it's very powerful by itself. if you want to get more complex you can build in landing pages, opt-ins, etc that can bring people in to take someone that's you know dead cold into a, a lead and nurture them in which I have those as well a little more complex but you get you know you need some back and stuff, but you get that piece. So that's step number one, optimize your profile to be incredibly attractive to your target market. Let me pause for a second. Any questions on that before I I dive into some other strategies?
0: Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode. I hope you're enjoying what you have heard thus far. Have you heard the good news? The international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions, has been named a 2021 Selling Power Magazine book recommendation. And I want to thank you, the Catapulting Commissions family, you can claim a free copy by texting hello to 661-228-8967. You can also find out more information at catapultingcommissions.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. I mean, man, what? I feel like this is, a, like I said, I feel like it's an intense one-on-one coaching session. <laughs> yeah. Love what love what you're going on there, optimizing the profile, having that set up. When, when someone's making these changes, are you having... Notify your whole network. Like, let's say you go today and you make a a change to your headline or your tagline or, or or something different. Do you notify your existing network of your new opportunity? Like I I saw you just joined Forbes Council.
1: Like, did your whole network get notified that you added that to your profile? No, I, I take that off. I, mean, I okay. mean, like, I don't need to because I'm always testing stuff, right? Okay. So yeah. Uh, so the, I just I leave off notifications, you know, because it's not you don't really want because you're gonna be adding things, new links, maybe you're a contributor now in a magazine or whatever. You know, you don't have to be notified every single time. Like, okay, really it just picture, it, it's a place where it's, it's like a mini website. It's a mini website that can kind of showcase what you're all about and help gain trust and credibility and hopefully convert people into lead opportunities, right? Um, and the reason why the profile is the number one thing you wanna do first is when you start putting out content uh, or you add connections or you comment the first thing they do is check out your profile. So if, you ta- if you're taking care of step one already, yeah. you already have the game, right? So you, you made sure the house looks freaking good before the guests come over, okay? So get the house in order, make sure it looks super good, clean it all up. It's really a one-time investment of a couple hours. And again, a little tip here, when you're writing the text in there, again, what does your audience want to know about and hear about? And are you writing a very, in a very simple language? Okay. okay, the simpler the language, the more they're gonna read. And the more content they consume, the more they're gonna like you. So this is actually why majority of my stuff is written at a third grade level. Very intentional. Third grade mm. level converts at a higher level than a fifth grade, seventh grade, 10th grade. And the reason is because people's brains like the path of least resistance, okay? And we talk about writing, writing copy and content that converts the leads, you need to keep it as simple as possible. So for example, a very simple tool is you go to HemingwayApp.com, completely free, HemingwayApp.com. If you say in your about section, you write about yourself, take that and paste it in there. Now, it's not gonna be perfect every time, right? So it's okay if it's fifth grade, but, but just if you, if you have a goal of third grade, it's fine. Paste it in there. It'll tell you in there what sentences are complex, hard to read, uh, if the grammar's off. It'll tell you what grade level you're actually writing at as well. Really? So you can fix Yeah, you can fix it around spot, right? Fix it on a spot to make it simpler. Because somebody's taking like maybe a long sentence and making it into two sentences or three sentences. All right. Okay. So it can just help, it helps you format that. Then you fix it. Boom, it's good. You're At the great level you want. Copy that. Paste it back into the place you're trying to put it at. Okay. And you can do the same thing with writing content. All right. So that's the first thing. Optimize your profile. Make it easy to digest and read. All right. Now, number two. <clears throat> Here's the thing the mistakes some people make is they say, cool, I got that. Now I'm gonna go and I'm gonna start like um, commenting, I'm gonna start like uh, posting content out there. You can for sure, 100%. So the thing is, um, remember this, when you post content, you have to ask yourself, does the audience you currently have, is it the right audience you're targeting? Because mm. if you're just posting content out there, if, if, you're, if your audience is, you know, maybe you used to sell to doctors before, I'm just making something up. So everything's all doctors in your, in your audience, And you're putting out content, maybe you're selling to, you know, lawyers now, I'm speaking whatever, lawyers now, it doesn't matter, your content won't make any sense, it won't resonate. All right, so now, you want to make sure when you're putting out content, your content is designed to resonate with the right people. So let's just say, for example, let's just say you don't have any of the right people in your audience, no problem. Now, a couple different ways, okay? Um, I'll tell you the really strategic way. And it will get faster, more targeted results. Then I'll teach you the other way, the free way. Okay. So right. um, the one that costs a little money, but it's definitely worth it is you just basically make sure you upgrade this LinkedIn sales navigator. You create a very targeted, specific search, a Boolean search of the specific people you are targeting. That can be geographic, demographics, et cetera. Right. So, for example, if I want, if I want to, if I'm selling to lawyers in, you know, I don't know, the Midwest. I'm creating, I'm creating specific ones. Uh, you know, t- titles are loyal, lawyers, attorneys, any common words uh, for the title as a Boolean search. And then I'm going to create searches, boom. And I'm going to start connecting to 50 to 100 of them every single day. Okay. Mm. So now it's kind of like you have an empty pond. I'm going to fill it out with my fish I need, the fish I want to fish for. Okay. So I put them in, put the fish in. Okay. That's, that's the, the better way to do it because you do it, um, you know for five days in a row, that's 250 uh, people, right? And uh, I would do no message. Don't leave, don't leave the message blank. I was literally gonna ask you that, why? That's a yeah, good question. You have, you have a high conversion. Now here's the exception, okay? So you want your goal is to get them to make, to make as many as possible to accept it. If you have a really well-optimized profile, they're gonna see your connection request, check you out, they're gonna decide they wanna accept it or not, okay? If you put a message in there, it can detract from what they do. Mm. So they might be like, oh, we're, we're gonna try to sell me, right? Now, here's the asterisk. If you can create a hyper-personalized message in there instead, that's really clear, it's made for them, different. So for example, let's just say if you were a lawyer, right? Um, and I, I'm gonna, you know, if I, if I, if I see you, you have a podcast call, I don't know, uh, Losses for Lawyers, I'm making something up, yeah, whatever, <laughs> okay, like, hey, you know, hey, Anthony, I loved your last episode of, you know, Losses for Lawyers with X. Oh, that I love this. Hoping to connect here. Clearly, here's a fan. They're gonna accept it. Boom. You're, you're you're in like Flint, like just like that. If you can't do that, then don't put a message. Okay. So okay. highly customized or no message. Okay. So now they're accepting it, right? And then boom. Now you start to fill your pawn full of the right people. All right. And we're gonna get to outbound messaging in a second as the last strategy, but that's a first strategy. Get the right people in. Okay. The right people in, because you want them to see your content, and then. What you can do as you start creating content now, and the content strategy is gotta be very specific. So, when I, when I, whenever you write content, uh, and there's a few different versions. You can do text only. You can do videos. You can do PDFs. You can do articles. You have a couple, couple different options here. Um, number one, text only. Like you have 1,300 characters. That gives you the furthest reach. Okay, mm-hmm. meaning most eyeball, you get more eyes on that than a video but you still wanna make sure regardless, okay? But for all the posts, just to keep it simple, just think what does your target market wanna see? Not what you wanna see, but what do they wanna see? What do they wanna see? How can you serve them? How can you help them? So, cause you're gonna to wanna to create content for all, whichever medium you do, text, video, whatever. It's to help serve them. It can be helpful, tactics, strategies, inspire them. It doesn't have to have anything to do with what you do either. As long as you are helping them and they see you have value, so let me give you an example. Let's just say, let's say I sell to um, HR managers, okay? Maybe I have an, an HR manager, manager software, okay? Um, maybe I think about what, what are common problems of uh, you know HR managers? They usually don't like turnover. Turnover is a huge issue. It causes a lot of a lot of friction in the business. It's bad. They have metrics, etc. Okay, cool. So maybe you go and you research. Maybe those common, most popular books or blog posts or whatever. And you glean some ideas from there and you write some posts directly towards that. It's helpful. So for example, maybe it's, you get the book, the seven hidden reasons why employees really quit or leave or something like that. And you can read chapter one, chapter one's about X, whatever. Mm. You take like three bullet points from there and that's your post. Mm. Pure value for them. Okay. And and there's a format to the post that you want to do as well. But again, the point is you want to get value. So does that make sense so far? You you spelled? I'm I'm following you along
0: so much. I love uh, I love that you're the value. I also love the text only reaches further because I have found and I've been guilty of it and I've corrected it a while ago, but I've been guilty like sometimes you share an article, which is yeah. great, but it's not as much reach. And I see that. Yeah. And and sometimes selfishly I'm sharing my own article and I'm like, yeah. man, I think I would just do better if I just took a snippet from the article and just
1: wrote it. As opposed to yeah. sharing the link back to the article. Yeah. So you'll see any external, any links to the external outside of the site, it minimize your reach. Mm-hmm. And if you think about this, the goal of every single platform is to be real here is to keep you addicted and keep you on the platform. So when you when you are sharing external links, it's it's forcing them to go outside of the sphere of LinkedIn, of Facebook, of Instagram, somewhere else. That platform doesn't like it. So let's just say, for example, the same thing. Even with that article, right? You, you can do the same thing. You could you could pull a couple points in the article, maybe you wrote. It's very powerful, okay? Or maybe at one point, really elaborate on it, and then you have a little PS at the bottom. Hey, PS, by the way, check out the full article in the comments. Okay, they, they can still get access to it and go there from there, right? So it's very intentional, right? So, um, but even the, the structuring, there, there's a pattern here. So, you know, success leaves clues. How you write posts is very important as well. So writing posts, it's gotta be a like, majority of people are reading on their mobile, right? On their cell phone. So the posts you write, the content you create has to be very easy to digest on a phone. So that's why, for example, like you'll see the text is very simple. It's spaced out, um, but there's a format. Like Typically the format I follow for the structure of the overall core is a hook, a story or value, and then a call to action. Hook, story, or value, call to action. That's my form of every single post I write. Now you'll notice, pay attention, you'll notice notice Mm. now. So the hook has to capture their attention. If it's a text-only post, the first three lines are all they see before they hit see more.
0: Mm. So your
1: first three lines has to hook them in. (laughs) So if it's not good, they won't look. So again, hook them in for three, then they'll click see more, they read the rest, they see value, they see the story they're inspired they call to actions do whatever and they do the call to action
0: I love that I love history. I love I love the hook part I love grabbing it and you have a framework that you're introducing so it's all, and and one of the things you said and it's as you're saying it I'm like kicking myself in my head you're building your your client avatar for lack of better words mm-hmm. for your LinkedIn profile. That's sick. because we, we do it for sales. And, and I mean, I have clients who listen to the show like and that's all you that's We spend so much time talking about who's my client avatar. And I didn't I've never even thought of putting two together as who's my client avatar on LinkedIn. So I love that part.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. And and go really deep, right? I'm sure you talked about this before, but for all listeners, as a quick refresher, it's more than just demographics. It's more than just say, hey, listen, I am targeting, you know, uh, females between ages 25 and 34 who live in Delaware and just had a kid. That's not enough. Okay. Go deep into psychographics. Okay. What does that target market, that avatar, that perfect audience person, the one you are looking at, their ICP, Ideal Customer Profile. What do they want, need, and desire? Okay, what keeps them up at night? And what you think, what you want to think about is, what you want to know is, whatever you know, if you were to say, if it, sh- it should pass the whisper test. And here's what I mean by that. Let's just imagine your, your, cu- your perfect customer is out to dinner with their spouse. They're having a great dinner, nice dinner. And you walk up to them, they have no idea who you are, and you, you go up to, you know, let's say the woman, the woman's here, and you're like, hey, as an like HR manager, I know turnover keeps you up at night and you feel like you can't control it. I know it frustrates you when managers complain about the employees and they call it good turnover, but you know it's never good. I know you're stressed because you have requisitions that you've opened that you haven't filled. I know you're concerned that people are quitting left and right and you don't know why. And you go on and on, and you're able to whisper their deepest fears. And they're like, oh, my God. And they rush away with you because they're freaked out that you read their mind. Okay? That's exactly what you do. That's, that's, that's how, how deep your content has to, has to hit them in their heart, in their minds, to get them to take action. Okay? And that's how you write your content. That's how you, that's how you create posts, videos, etc., that helps show you understand that and provide solutions and tips and inspiration. And then they're like, oh, he or she is talking to me. They're talking to me. It's like they reach through their phone and they're talking directly to me. That's a power when you understand the psychographics and you create content to solve their deepest desires, needs, and wants, okay? So you do that, okay? So you start with content as, as number one. Now, mix it up, text, video, et cetera. Because again, text is really good because you get the reach. So for example, you know, uh, my average text post will reach ace 10,000 people per day on Facebook for me to get that type of reach, I pay 500 bucks a day, okay? So I pay a lot in ads. Well, I get it free on LinkedIn, right? So that's why I love LinkedIn, okay? So uh, it's very powerful, all right? So um, yeah, start doing that. So uh, videos are important too because videos are really great for engaging people's hearts and minds and knowing you're a real person. They're like, oh, cool. Like obviously they're real, they're not faking it. Like they're not just pretending to be someone else. They can see you. They don't feel catfished, right? They actually know you're legit. That's very powerful. Okay, so new videos as well. Okay, so, so you have an optimized profile. You add people in, get the audience in. Now you're creating content for them. They're seeing, they're liking it, et cetera. Boom, it's very powerful. Next, let's talk about also building it from another way, which is go take, take advantage of hashtags and micro and macro influencers. Okay, so now look for the specific hashtags that are really important to that industry. And take a look, the most recent or relevant posts, and go and engage on those posts. Drop some pure value on there, share some value, and just solve problems. And what happens is that someone puts a post up, or whether it's a hashtag or a micro or macro influencer, they put a post up about whatever. Just share your opinion be of value. And we do that consistently, then everyone's gonna see that and be like, hmm, who's this person here? That was pretty, pretty useful. Like be of value. Cause then if, they, if, that, if that comment's really good. What do you think is the first thing they do if they don't know who you are? What do you think is the first thing they do if you drop a good, good, good comment?
0: Oh, they go to your profile, your optimized Boom. profile.
1: Your optimized profile, and they go check you out. Absolutely beautiful. Right. Again, and now the, the magic of the page does work, warms them up, gets them nurtured, gets them like, know, like, and trust you. Okay. And then, of course, it's the same thing where if you, if you are not connected with them and you have, your post shows within their feed, like, who's this person again? Let me go check. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So now they're getting warmed up into you, okay? Warmed up into you. So those are the strategies that you do to start generating some of these type of early lead opportunities, okay? But there's more. You should also include an outbound strategy too. Because right now, you, 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 I mean, you can't just sit around and wait for people, okay? Like, you can't be like, oh, okay, cool. like I, I did that, I commented like on 200 people today, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. Well, there's, there's a difference as, as we all know between being busy versus productive. Okay, like, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you next, you you need to make sure you, you get in front of people. So that leads into the outbound strategy. Now, those people that you were adding 50 to 100 per day, start DMing every single one. Okay. But what I would recommend is dropping a video message. What I love about LinkedIn is you can drop video, you can drop voice, you can drop text, include files, you can do all these things within the inbox of LinkedIn. Now, most people get a lot of spammy messages. So you can do the opposite. The key is, boom, they accept it, grab your phone or do it at the end of the day, you film them a quick video, right? Just to say what's up and give them something completely free of high value with a very soft call to action. Very important. What you don't, do not want to do is go into a pitch fest on the video. And it has to. You want to be customized to. So don't just record one and blast them all. Record a custom video to them. Especially if you're an individual contributor, right? Like it's totally fine. If you're scaling a big business, you, you, you can't do to. After a while, you can't do it. But for most people out there, they can grab their phone and film a very quick video. Would you like me to share with you maybe a a, a sample of what it might sound like? With help. Oh, help! absolutely, man. All Keep right. going. Dude, this is this
0: yeah. honestly, Marcus, there's so much value here. And I'm I'm like taking it all in. I know my audience is taking it <laughs> all in. I mean, this is like I said, you're really you're breaking down the science of of using LinkedIn as a revenue source. So dude, break 100 man. All
1: right, cool. So so the first thing is before you do this, you need to build an asset. Or acquire an asset from your company, and the asset is of like this: something of high value, irresistible, and super helpful for your target market. I'm repeating again: it's something of high value, irresistible, and of value to your target market. So they must want it, like you know. You put in junk, you get junk out. Okay. You put in something good, you get something good out. Okay. So it's really, really important. And this could be anything. This could be a free training. Maybe it's a really good blog article. Maybe it's a training video. Maybe it's a cheat sheet. Maybe it's an ebook. Something of high value, that's very low commitment for them to take advantage of, but that'll also allow you to show, hey, you know what? You know what you're talking about. You can build that no like and trust factor with them, and hopefully open them up to have a conversation together. Okay. That's the key. All right. So hmm. for example, for me, I have many freebies out there. I have PDFs, ebooks, live record webinars, my free group, whatever I have. So I have different things I do. Okay. So let's just say, for example, um, let's just say I am uh, selling to HR managers again, like, like we're talking about here. So the, the video sounds like let me, get, let me get let me get into my mode. Yeah, so no, please yeah, you, do. <laughs> you grab your phone, boom, and you film for, let me back up. You film it native in the app. Really okay. important, native in the app. Do not film it via Vidyard, bo- you know, bomb, bomb Loom, etc. Um, you want native in the app. Minimize the amount of friction it takes for someone to watch the video, okay? okay? So they can watch it and reply to you. What you don't want them to do is go somewhere else, watch it. Oh, cool! They have to go back to do whatever because in the in between, suddenly their kid, the dog barks, the kid yells. Oh, they're distracted. They put that in the phone. They go back. They're gone. They forgot about your video, okay? And also because of the way it works on the like, iPhones, it opens a weird like a link they can't get back to, anyways. Okay. So what you want to do, you film the video. It sounds something like, hey Anthony, hey, Marcus Shan here with ABC Software. Hey, I want to send you a quick to say thank you so much for connecting with me. Means a lot to me. Uh, my big goal is to give massive value for HR manager. I actually put together an awesome uh, free three-step PDF guide to reduce turnover. I will is you can apply literally overnight. So check out below. I hope you enjoy. Super happy. Connect. Take care. See ya. That's it. Okay. 20 seconds, super low, easy call to action. I honestly have, have a better idea what your guide is. I didn't yeah. you know I just made something up. So then you go from there. Boom. Then here's, here's an intro trick because sometimes they watch that video and they're like, uh, or they can't watch it because they're somewhere else. They're like, I don't know with their kids or whatever in the meetings, so they can't push play. So they see that notification. they look at it. Like I'll watch this later and they forget. Mm-hmm. And they never get to hear your message. They don't know it's legit. They don't know what's going on. So instead, or what you do on top of that, below that, basically write write very similar text to what you just said, but t- type it out. Okay, same thing. But in a shorter form, very easy to read. So it sounds like it might be like, you know, hey, Anthony, like I mentioned my my above video, super happy connect. You know, hope you know my, my goals give you some great value for HR managers. Check out this free guide. Enjoy. Have a great day. That's it. So now, if they are in a loud area, they can read it. Oh, that's cool. Nice. All right. Check it out later. You're memorable. You stand out. They saw the video. Very powerful. All right. And you do that every single time, you will get a high response rate, high engagement, and. Obviously, the goal is then you out, have a conversation. You can nurture them a little bit in the DM to get to a book call. It can lead to a discovery, a close, et cetera. All mm-hmm. tied together. And again, they, remember this. They watch that video. They're like, mm, not sure. They check out your profile. Boom, you're optimized, baby. Again, <laughs> it warms them up again. It's all tied together.
0: My goodness. I mean, catapulted commissions family, dude. <laughs> that, is, that is prospecting 101. On LinkedIn. I mean, holy wow. I mean, you, you literally have a system in place that is duplicatable, that is scalable. And I mean, as you start to grow, right, I don't mm-hmm. imagine Marcus at this point, or, I, mean, I don't want to assume so let me correct myself. Are you still actively reaching out to 50, people every day? Or is no. it a little bit more the no. other way around
1: now? So um, from behind the scenes, this is what I do now, right? Uh, and I'm very transparent in, how, in, how I, in, my, in my approach. It's, actually, it's really funny what people say about this. So um, what happens is when you start when you start putting out really good content consistently, you're going to get like zero traction for like three months. Okay, that's, just, that's what you know on top of it. It just takes time to build up. So people are like, oh, okay, they're consistent actually. After a while, people are going to say, wow, I found your stuff. They'll tag people. You'll, you'll start getting requests nonstop, Okay. So definitely, after a while, you can just start hitting accepting video, accepting video, accepting video, and you start converting those, okay? And that's very, very powerful. Now, uh, but you can't rely just on that. Like a, A smart sales professional business owner does not rely on inbound only because market changes, algorithm changes, things change, and you cannot depend on that. So you have to do outbound as well. So for me, I have a VA in which I built her a specific Boolean search. So every day she goes and adds 50 to uh, fifty plus people of my target market into uh, my connection requests. And she sends them a DM as well. That's basically, it's a copy and paste template, but it's there's enough personalization that I teach her how to do, so they feel it's more personalized. But the, I also make it really clear, it's not from me, it's from my VA. Mm. So they, they say... Hey, Anthony, you know, full transparency. You know, this is Joycey, Marx's VA. Our big goal is to give impact to people who are in B2B sales. You know, like we actually put together a free train to help you do X, Y, and Z. Would you be open to checking it out? If not, no worries. Have a great day. Boom. So, super soft. There's no hard pitch. They see it. Oh, cool. You know, some people don't like it. I, I get that. But when you scale, it's what happens. You can't be, you can't personally on the same level. Now, what happens, they receive it. And most people are like, oh, yeah. Sounds good. We, we have typically a 30, 40% response rate widening the free training, right? Um, also with an optimized profile, that helps too. Now that's very, so you, I, we're still doing it consistently. That's really important, really important. You, know, you wanna keep that outbound engine always rocking. Now here's the thing as well. Um, a LinkedIn strategy is good, but you also need, this is a mistake I see many people make. They're like, okay, cool, that's it. It's, I'm, I'm gonna go all on LinkedIn, yeah, for sure. But I have backend systems put in place but they get nurtured as well. All right. There's back end stuff as well. They get they get nurtured in terms of um, you know, they, they they grab my free training, they're entering into my email sequence, and I give them free value, 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 value. So now they're in my system. They're in my they're in my world now. So I, I provide them as many ways to hit up LinkedIn. Now they're in my, in my email world. And in my email, uh, world, eventually they can go into my other assets. I had to help get more value by free Facebook community, maybe it's Instagram whatever it's gonna be. But now it's gonna start getting into to different areas. Now I'm a super strategic as well. Some of those pages I have what's called a pixel on there. So mm-hmm. now Facebook knows they're on there, right? And they're getting hit with different different ads that I'm putting out there, you know, all free stuff, boom, value, 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 value. <laughs> so now they're mm-hmm. like, what world am I in? I just see Marcus everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right but it's all intentional it's all designed to help give them value and nurture them and do some people don't like him that's going to happen that's simply yeah. going to happen but when your goal is impact impact millions of people wow you're gonna have some haters that's
0: life yeah oh yeah I mean, you know i I say this as, as somebody who's I was terrified of coming into social media and I've been actively involved almost a little under two years now and I remember the very first time I started getting posts of like dude you're full of crap dude book yeah. so you're just like all right you know what i laughed and i chuckled i took some screenshots i'm like well today is the day that my message reached somebody who didn't know me high five i was that's i was it. jazzed i was like someone who doesn't know me saw my message saw it enough to say that hey you're a piece of crap whatever love it because now the message right. is getting wider so that's right dude i love the strategic approach you're taking here so yeah, everything funnels into i mean i i Marcus, just value, value, value. I mean, I literally feel like I feel dumb for not knowing this, and I'm sure if I feel this way. Someone else does because we're we're salespeople, so we're so used to delivering value to our prospects, mm-hmm. delivering value on our next sales call. G- come in for this meeting. What's the value I'm sharing? And some way, shape, form, or another, we get into social media sometimes, and we forget. We mm-hmm. we just over like, hey, and I mean, you you addressed it because. What you just stated here separates you from some of the DMs that I get in my mm-hmm. LinkedIn profile today. Cause I I nice. get I get hard pitched oh, yeah. daily. Mm-hmm. Daily for can I do this for you? Can I do this for you? And then you know, people I mean, they know they know Catapulty commission is the brand, they know I have a podcast, mm-hmm. they know I have video graphics. I mean, but it's always I'm trying to sell you this, or the other happens, and every salesperson knows this. When you are a salesperson of any clout. Someone always thinks you want to sell their product, their service, their widget, their industry. So I, I'm mm-hmm. always getting hard closed. Very few people actually go on the approach of what you just shared. So I, I love that, man, and and I'm definitely gonna make some changes in my
1: own in my own brand based off this conversation. Yeah. Today. No, I appreciate that, right? And um, here's the thing: a lot of these things, um. I simply made the mistakes early on, that's what it was. I made the mistakes, I didn't realize, uh, I invested in the people that could teach me better marketing strategy, because here's what I believe. I think, especially for salespeople like, like you and me, um, we grew, in the, grew up in the world of direct selling, okay? The phone work, the email, like, so we sort of like, we're, like, like we're good. putting in front of us like physically, in front of a prospect, oh, nailed, we're gonna do a great job. But some of the others are kind of the top of the funnel marketing work, it's just a little bit different conceptually it makes sense until you start doing it. And you just don't realize. And so I made the mistakes. Um, I've tested, I'm, all, I'm still testing and tweaking. Like I'll put bad posts out there. I'll make a tweak that doesn't, doesn't do well. I'll create a landing page that no one likes, right? So that's still very normal. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's taking some of these core timeless strategies and just being different. Like if you think about it, it's kind of like, as, as the saying goes, when everyone goes left, go right. You know, like, you know, don't follow the path, you know, take the path that's least walked or whatever that saying is. That's kind of the same thing with the video messaging. You know, it is it is hard. It takes more more time. You can't scale it, but you do get better results and you get deeper connections and you get deeper whatever. Like for example, um, you know, like, you know, people book calls with me daily, right? But they have to go through a qualification process. But when they book a call with me, you know, pretty much for the most part, if they have an iPhone, they're getting an iMessage from me with a video. Mm. So they're like, oh, wow, this is a real person. Like I watched your Facebook video. I, I didn't know you were like real. I thought someone was so entertaining. They sent a video for me on the phone. They're like, Oh wow, this dude that I just on this dude on the internet just sent me a, a video message, custom to meme. That's very powerful, right? And they have an, an Android, it doesn't come through as clear. I, I have to do it via video, but same concept. They're like, oh wow. It stands out again. Um, at, at the end of the day, remember this: like sales and marketing, it's a game of attention. Where the attention goes, revenue money flows. So if you can find a good way. And you can scale the best as you can, whether it's videos or great quality content or whatever, that creates more eyeballs on it, which is going to lead to future clients, them being satisfied, et cetera, right? Um, and all those things. And again, just like anything else, that's only one piece of the puzzle. That's, that's the first part. On the back end, of course, make sure fulfillment is absolutely nails too. <laughs> you make sure you deliver too.
0: Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Marcus, man, I'm, we, two things. One, I'm gonna have to get you back on the show because we we are going to run out of time. And I, I still have a million questions. I think there's so much value that you've provided to the catapulting commissions family, but let's just say, let's just say, okay, so we we've executed this LinkedIn strategy. We get things going and we're like still stuck. Say somebody does want to work with you. How do they get connected with you besides your, I mean, is LinkedIn the best way and we're going to include all of that in the show notes.
1: Yeah. LinkedIn is a great place to go. Uh, if you head over to uh six figure sales academy.com, forward slash cash. That's sixfiguresalesacademy.com forward slash cash. C H C A S H. Head over there. Right on there, you'll see there's a kill robust training as well. It's ongoing. You can check it out. You can also hit a button up there. It'll tell you exactly how to get a hold of me as well. You can put time on my counter. I can help you out there as well. And regardless of how you spell it, it'll redirect because I, I own both domains, whether it's the number six or regular six.
0: Good for you. All right, man. Well, catapulted commissions family. I got to be honest with you guys. I have had numerous guests on the show and I'm very rarely left speechless at the end. And Marcus, you did that today was, it was such a dynamic interview. Can I get you to come back on the show down the road?
1: I can't believe you're closing me on the podcast for part two. To. Of I course, that's the peer pressure. It wasn't, it wasn't the the peer pressure. I'm pumped. I cannot wait. We'll definitely dive in probably more than just LinkedIn. Right. But for sure, i would be my absolute honor and pleasure to come back for part two. All right, man,
0: we are going to bring you back. Catapulting Commissions family, do me a favor, guys. Go get connected with Marcus. Go get connected with Six Figure Sales. Go get connected with him on LinkedIn. Like, comment, subscribe. If you didn't take notes during this episode, rewind, replay, take notes, and do this as a as a personal favor for all of us sales professionals. Make your LinkedIn strategy stand out. Do not just fire the message with the product or why I need it, like take that time and and Marcus really does walk you through how to create an optimized profile, how to sell on LinkedIn. And you heard the man say it, he has scaled multiple six figure income opportunities off of LinkedIn. So we know it can be done. Catapulting Commissions family, thanks for joining me, subscribe, like, comment. I will see you next Wednesday. Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a 5-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe, that way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-228 8967 again text the word hello to 6612288967 thanks for listening to the show i'll see you next week